Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. What? <laughs> and I am your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you... Th- oh, here to bring you <laughs> things spooky on days, Wednesdays, because... <laughs> Wednesdays are for podcast. We need to do, like... I guess mouth exercises before we get started. Like you know like, how they didn't like Oh me mama A E I O My mouth is just unfortunately goes faster than my brain sometimes. So I'm like, wait, my brain's like, hold on, and my mouth is like, no. I think we've all been guilty of this. Yeah. So, so anyway, episode. <laughs> so tonight, guys, it's a very special episode uh, for me. We're talking about Jennifer Lawrence and her couple not quite kind of horror movies. Um, Her birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday, Jen. If you ever actually listen to this, I would shit myself. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're talking about Mother and House at the End of the Street, which if you have never seen any of those, either of those movies, go watch them. Just watch Jennifer Lawrence movies. Period. They don't have to be horror. Just watch them. <laughs> anyway. I love So, <laughs> Becky so graciously, graciously is not a word, graciously let me, let us do a uh, episode on Jennifer Lawrence this month, because tomorrow is her birthday, and she knows how much she means to me, and so I'm really excited to do it. And she was excited to do it, too. Now I see why you're flubbing over your words. You have Jennifer. She has Jennifer on the brain, guys. This is what this is what happens. Everyone's excited to listen this to this one because this is exactly what happens. <laughs> like as soon as we start, she's like Jennifer. So let me actually explain why. Um, yeah, I was gonna say we should probably. And then start we'll go off. into like what introduced us to her and kind of like go into that a little bit, and then we'll right. get into the movies. So the reason why Jennifer Lawrence means so much to me, um, even though I do find her incredibly attractive, for most of you know that, um, she's got an amazing personality, she's hilarious as fuck, she doesn't give a shit what people think about her, she says what's on her mind, that enough is amazing. Just watch interviews with her and she's like the funniest person. Um, But I'm not going to go into full detail about everything that happened because it is very personal. But long story short, she basically saved my life. Um, I think it was 21 when it happened. Some shit had gone down in my life and I was very, very close to ending it. And um, actually it was words that she had said, um, basically, don't let people control you in a sense. She's like, don't worry about the bitches. Don't worry about what people say about you. You know, do your own thing. And, you know, you make yourself happy. No one else can do that for you. And you um, need to just basically do you and not care what people think. And that was a lesson that I had not learned yet. And I was very much a people pleaser. I was very much doing everything to make everyone else happy. And I wasn't doing anything to make myself happy. And after she Sounds familiar. (laughs) You're like, oh... How many can relate? (laughs) (laughs) But her words really were what I needed in that exact moment. And I turned my life around in that exact moment and decided to start living for myself. Because, by the way, guys, it is possible to put yourself first and not be selfish. That's not being selfish. This is like our encouragement part right here. (laughs) 
Um, but no, she, her words that day literally saved my life and got me to where I really am today because those, those few sentences that she said changed who I am. And so I, <laughs> you guys are probably, so you've dedicated your life to her? No, that's not, <laughs> that's not what happened. I'm actually a big fan of her. I was a big fan of hers before that even happened. Um, which I'll get into how I was introduced to her. I was at my grandma's one day. It was 2010. Yes, I remember the fucking year. It was 2010. And uh, Winter's Bone had just come out. And um, I saw it. And I was like, who is this girl? Now, in 2010, I was... Oh, my God. That's nine, nine years, years ago. ago. Good job. <laughs> That's nine years ago. So I was 17. I was 17. And that's when I was introduced to her uh, was Winter's Bone. And then she got nominated for an Oscar for that role, but she didn't win it. Um, But seeing her in that movie, I was like, oh, my God. I kind of started doing this thing when I was a teenager where I would find someone that I really liked. And then I had to watch their entire syllabus of movies. (laughs) Like, I'd watch everything that ever been in. I actually still do that. But um, I do that all the time. I still do that. Yeah. I'm a... I'm probably the closest I would say that I could get to how you are with Jennifer as far as movies would be Johnny Depp. I have seen every single movie and I mean, even indie obscure, there was an independent film that he did with his brother that people don't even know about. Like I've seen everything Johnny Depp. I could tell you all the like, pirate movies too, guys. Yep. I sure did. The only ones that matter. <laughs> Dedicated. Are the first three. Yeah. So dedicated, damn it. Dedicated fan. It's what's really funny is that um I know she had actually gone on a show and nobody I guess people weren't really recognizing her and she would go up to people and she would say, Name four movies Jennifer five movies Jennifer Lawrence has been in and no one could fucking do it. And I'm sitting there like grabbing my, like wanting to rip my face off. And I'm like, I could name five movies that probably no one's even ever heard of. I was like the poker house, burning plane, devil, you know, um, winter's bone at the time. Cause it wasn't, it, it still even isn't really that popular. And, um, for the sake, we'll say God, I don't know what else. I guess it was like, I can't even think right now. <laughs> I can't even think right now, but I was like, I could literally name five movies no one's even heard of. And probably the five movies, four movies I just said, none of you have heard of. Um, But (coughs) I actually own everything she's ever been in. Um, I was a big fan of hers before all of that happened. Before Hunger Games came out, I knew who she was. So I've been like OG since Winter's Bone. So I'm really proud of how much she's grown as an actress. She's a great person which I appreciate as well. She's not one of those fake, she's not fake at all. She doesn't put on a facade for anybody. She's like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. So that's why Jennifer Lawrence means as much to me as she does, because she's why I'm sitting here doing this podcast right now. So if you guys really like this podcast, give J-Law a shout out. (laughs) (laughs) J-Law. If if y'all didn't know. She doesn't even like that nickname, actually. she She doesn't. Just to Excuse let you guys me. know, she doesn't actually like it's that. It's like, oh crap. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just do that in, in dialogue. 
for all the Jennifers. I actually started saying K-Stew the other day, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> That's Kristen Stewart. That, if, if you, you didn't, didn't know. know. <laughs> it's Kristen Stewart. Like, in case you didn't know. So, so. how w- were you introduced to Miss Lawrence? Yeah, so, for me, um, I think that, which coincidentally is interesting that we're doing one of the, that, that, that this is actually the movie that we're doing. It was, uh, House of the End of the Street. That was the first movie I ever saw her in. Um, and I just, it was just one of those things where it was like daytime cable, <laughs> you know, it's like middle of the week and I'm like, oh, what's this movie? You know, like knew it was horror, thought like, okay, cool. And that was the first time I was introduced to her. And I thought legitimately, and obviously we'll go into talking about it, that it was a really good horror movie I mean it had it had its moments that were pretty predictable as some of them do but for the most part and especially being someone I had I didn't really know she was really captivating in a movie that otherwise they probably could have cast anybody in it 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 was just one of those roles where it's like they could have put anybody in this movie but there was there must have been something special that the director saw in her and I could see it too so the next set of movies I guess I should say that I saw her in were the Hunger Games movies and I thought these movies are great she's such a strong female Katniss is such a strong female character and she plays that character so well and and uh the movies were just all of them were phenomenal and very well done and she really really played that character but there again I knew as young as she was and as talented as she was that she had more in her than to be pigeonholed I did I didn't want her to end up like one of the Harry Potter kids and be like pigeonholed into this character where it's like oh when you, you say her name aren't you that chick that played Katniss. yeah like aren't you that chick that played Kat Katniss like you know like not not that Daniel Radcliffe and those guys haven't gone on to do other things from Harry Potter but still at the end of the day they're always gonna be the Harry Potter kids like everybody and I, I didn't want her to be pigeonholed into that and then the next movie that I saw after that was American Hustle and that, for me, solidified that this girl is class act. And, like, I was so blown away. That's such an incredible movie, first of all, period, hands down. I mean, the, the actors A-list in it, actors. Christian Bale, Jeremy Renner. Bradley um, Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Uh, um, De Niro. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro has has kind of this weird, obscure part in it, like, out of nowhere. So she's Amy Adams. Like, she's acting alongside actors and actresses that have been in the game, some of them longer than she's even been alive. Like, I had to remind myself at the time the movie came out how young she was. Like, she wasn't even 25 yet. I was so blown away. It reminded me so much of Lorraine Bracco's performance in Goodfellas as Karen Hill. She, this like mother slash wife slash, you know, just like trying to be her own, but you know what I mean? Like she really, I was like, there's no way this girl is as young as she is. And and she's holding her own like that. So Also, I would just like to point out the scene in that movie where she dances to, um, <laughs> Oh, it's uh, Wings. Yeah. Your heart is an open book. Yep. Live and let die. die. Yeah. That scene alone would have done enough. Yeah, that was incredible. (laughs) That was amazing. So after that, um, 
Yeah. Like that solidified it for me was American Hustle. And then, um, Gosh, she still hasn't seen Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, I still, damn. You know what? And I think, I hate the fact that, and I'm glad that Casper explained to me that, like, the book is more about sports. It's sports betting. But, like, I, so I, I know about sports. So when I saw the <laughs> title, I was like, I don't really want to watch a sports movie. Like, well, see, I, I saw the movie first, and then I, I was like, oh, this book's going to be great. No, guys, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, unless you're, <laughs> I guess, unless you're really into yeah, sports. Yeah, unless you're, like, really into sports. The movie is a love story. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. The book is not. The book is, like, stats. Cause, so that's what I thought the movie was going to be about, and I didn't, I didn't particularly want to see a movie like that. I just so now, But now, knowing that it's a love story, I'm like, okay, then I need to see it. Because following American Hustle... I saw, see, I saw all our movies out of order, but I saw Red Sparrow, which I thought was incredible. Um, Joy brought me to tears. Joy is amazing, guys. Uh, Robert De Niro's in that, too. Like, she's... um, She's, like, married to Robert De Niro and Bradley Cooper, because Bradley Cooper, she's in Serena, Silver Linings Playbook, and American Hustle, and then Robert... And Joy. And then Robert De Niro is in all of those movies, but Serena. Right. He actually no. plays her dad in Joy. Mm-hmm, he yeah, does. That, yeah, that movie. And it's based on true stories. So she's very... So was that the first movie she ever did where it was actually based on an actual character? Bes, well, besides Winter's Bone. I know Winter's Bone is kind of a fictionalized version, but I think... Yeah. I think... Uh, no. Um, Poker House. Okay. Poker House was the first... Where she played an actual Where she played an actual person. Actual because, person. guys, that movie's okay. rough. I'm going to be honest with you. That movie's really hard to watch. It's based on Lori Petty's life. She wrote the movie. Okay, so I'm sorry. I got Winter's Bone and Poker House mixed up. So Poker House is a movie based, is a sort of fictionalized version of Lori Petty's life. Like, that kind was of, her yeah. life, but she kind of obviously didn't name herself and obviously other not, people. No. Um, she played a real person but she played a real person she played her technically right but but i think joy is the first time where joy is the first time like like she's actually playing this person if you didn't Um, know it was about Lori petty's life you wouldn't know it was about Lori petty's life so yeah unless you were familiar with the book and had read it and knew about that yeah yeah so um yeah really it was for me um like I said, it was not, most people it was Hunger Games, but it wasn't for me. It was House at the End of the Street. And then, um, yeah, she's phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so impressed with just, like I said, how young she is and how, but you know, we we both talked about this, that we had seen interviews and I specifically had seen an interview or read an interview rather where she talked about, um, dropping out of school at such a young age and how she's always felt like an old soul. And I thought, well, I mean, yeah, I, I pick up on that mm-hmm. immediately. She's one of those people <clears throat> that even though like, I just, I just want to be friends with her. She just seems like one of those people that would fit right into our group. Right. She's just, just like us. Which is probably why she holds her own with actors twice her age. Oh, because yeah. I get along with people twice my age easier most of the time. Yeah, and I, me too, because, and I've always been like that. It's the old soul is what it is. Because you're on that level. Mm -hmm. You're on that same maturity level, and she's on that same maturity level, you can tell. As, as, as an actress, you see it in her performances. And the thing that I love too is I always wonder, this is something Liam Hemsworth said that cracked me up. He's like, 
She, him, if you watch interviews where him or Joss Hutcherson describes her as a person, it's fucking hilarious yeah. because they're like, she's literally crazy. <laughs> but Liam, I, I can believe it. Liam's like, we'd be getting ready to do a take. And he's like, she would look me straight in the eye and say, do you have sex with kangaroos? And then wow. they say action. And he's like, then she'd just go off and do her thing. And I'm standing there like. to fuck with your head action anyway and uh, he's like she just goes right into it just fine and i'm standing there like an idiot like i would just go what? i cut <laughs> like no 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 <laughs> and josh said that too josh is like like when they say action she is like she's on it professional but he's like when they say cut he's like all bets are off you don't know what's gonna come out of her mouth what's gonna happen <laughs> So I love her. She's taken on some roles that are really powerful. So I could see having to play that contrast of look like in real life, I'm this just goofy as fuck person. (laughs) But when the camera's on, I'm, this is my job. This is my craft. This is what I do. I mean, I'm, I appreciate method actors. Mm -hmm. I appreciate actors like that. Robert De Niro has been notorious to be known. You know, he, he's, doesn't like interviews. He doesn't like, he's a very private person. He's actually been described as almost like antisocial. Like he just doesn't, he has a few close friends and he can maybe sit down and have coffee for some with somebody, but like he doesn't do interviews after, after they say cut, he goes to his trailer and he's by himself and he doesn't want to be around a bunch of people. He just wants to be his own person. So I think in that respect, if you look at her in the same light, it's like they know when to be on, but when they're off, I'm I'm myself. Mm-hmm. I'm just my own person. Yeah, she even said it one time. Like, she's like, I, yeah, I'm I'm me. Like I get to do what I love, and I get paid for it. And she's like, I that's that's it. It's a job, right? She's like, it's just everybody knows your name. <laughs> yeah, she's very very good at it. Yeah. She is very good at it. I would I would suggest if a lot of people are only familiar with her from Hunger Games, there's quite a few um Silver Linings Playbook, Silver def- Linings definitely. Playbook. Guys, listen, that first of all, that's my favorite movie ever made. If you want to know anything about me, watch that movie because it's a movie about mental health basically, and Bradley Cooper plays a basically bipolar guy who's wife basically got him thrown into a mental institution because he found her cheating on him and he lost his shit. And um, he gets out of the mental institution to try to get back together with her, meets Jennifer Lawrence's character down the down the line through a friend's wife because she's her sister. She ends up having mental problems as well. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's just such a beautiful story. And she won an Oscar for that role and she deserved it. She... 100% deserved it. If you want to watch anything where she's commanding, watch that American Hustle oh, and yeah, Red yeah, Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah. I am telling you, those three movies right there will have you a Jennifer Lawrence fan in no time. I agree. And I haven't even seen Silver Linings Playbook yet. Yeah, I would definitely say if you if you only see her as Katniss, you need to you need to branch out. And if you want to know how just how amazing she's been since she was a child, she plays in a movie called The Poker House. Like I said, this movie is hard to watch. There is a very graphic rape scene. I'm just warning you ahead of time. But if you want to see her act at 17, act no different than she does now, it's brilliant. It's just, it's 
literally jaw-dropping how well she does it. And she Selma Blair's in that movie, too, and I love Selma Blair. Yeah, I mean, I think she's 28 years old, so she's already been in the game for over a decade Yep. now. And, I mean, has... But, you know, like we said, there's certain directors and certain actors that specifically want to work with her mm-hmm. because they know that she can work, you know, like she's young, but she'll be on just the same level as anybody else. Yep. Yeah. Very professional. Very much so. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell on just in her performances. Certain you wouldn't know in an tell. interview, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's her being herself. And I love that. I love that so great. much. She does I mean, not yeah, even yeah. put on a she doesn't put on a face for anything. And her the cutest thing in the world is her freaking out over meeting other celebrities. Because I would be that person. When she met Jeff Bridges was incredible. Because I'm a huge Big Lebowski <laughs> fan. And I'm like, this girl loves Big Lebowski. What? Like Jeff Bridges is <laughs> Jeff Bridges to her is her to me. That was incredible though. Her so because I was like you are acting the exact same way I would if I met Jeff Bridges. I'd be like, oh my God, it's the dude. What? Like, I would be the same. Like, she was so, I was like. She reminds me of Mark Ruffalo. It was like, you gotta oh, be like, incredible. you know you're a celebrity too, right? <laughs> when Jack Nichol, oh, the best one, when Jack Nicholson came oh up behind her. Oh my God. And then it, she's like, oh. <coughs> and then he walks away and she turns back around and she's like, oh my God. Like she, and then he comes back later because he says something about marrying her, and then she's like, ah, "Yeah, oh my god!" And like she does it again. Like, like, she's I, like don't, I can't handle it. I don't understand <laughs> how I'm. What? What is my life right now? That yeah. was Jack Nicholson. Okay. Yeah, like he knows who I am. That's that's when you're gonna take great. a minute. I would be that though. If I was ever a celebrity, I would be like, I am a celebrity to meet other celebrities. Oh, I think I I would say that celebrities fangirl out on other celebrities it's the cutest so. thing i, I love would it say so, so much for sure it's adorable david harbour did it over winona Ryder. they are too cute i know i love they them. are just they are just they're adorable sorry we already did our stranger things episode sorry <laughs> <laughs> they're like wait a minute you guys already did the stranger things episode we what? did <laughs> we're just talking about cute like josh hutcherson and jennifer lawrence are actually really adorable, <laughs> they, are adorable. they are like the like, if you guys look at pictures of Spongebob, Patrick, and Squidward, <laughs> Spongebob and Patrick are Jennifer and Josh, and Squidward is Liam. <laughs> Did you just call Liam Hemsworth Squidward? Not as da- Debbie Downer. But the he's poor just guy the- has had a rough week, Casper. Okay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. <laughs> I'm really not happy about that. You guys are probably like, what? Yeah, what happened? Okay, if you haven't been living under a fucking rock. Just Google Liam Hemsworth, you'll see it. It'll be the first thing that pops up. Yeah, if you haven't been living under a fucking rock. I want to respect that privacy for them, but (laughs) it's sad. But anyway, okay, so which movie shall we do first? Um, Should we do the heavy movie first, or should we do the heavy movie second? I say we do the heavy one first, because the heavy one... Thank God we watched the heavy one first, because if we would have watched that one last, I'd be like, I have to go to bed on this note? I feel like such a terrible birthday. Know your Bible. <laughs> know your Bible. I wanted to say some prayers after that. Like, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we fucked up. We fucked up real I bad. I just want to apologize for the whole human race. <laughs> He's like, they're there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't like people either, but I am one, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I am a people, and I don't want to be like, a people. I don't want to be a people. <laughs> but I'm a people. <laughs> I'd rather be a dog. 
<laughs> this doggo's done nothing. What have the doggos done? They've I done actually nothing. would rather be a cat, but. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> would you, this has turned into a game of would you would rather. You rather? Um, so we're going to talk about mother. Yes. Exclamation point. First. <laughs> so if you guys have not seen mother, it's very good to know when you're going into mother that the whole thing is a metaphor. Because let me tell you something. I walked into that movie not having a clue what it was about, that it was a metaphor at all. And here I am watching this movie. And after it's over, I looked at my friend and I said, what in the fuck was that? (laughs) And she goes, honey, she was mother nature and he was God. And I was like, bitch, why didn't you tell me that before this movie started? Because this whole movie would have been so much Yeah, so I think it's safe to say that if a lot of people haven't seen this movie yet, don't be afraid to watch it after listening to this podcast because I think you'll uh, it will make you appreciate the movie more. You'll understand what the hell is going on because I I totally when I when the first, when I, the movie first came out and I kept hearing how people were so confused by it I was like I don't know if I want to see this and then I cheated and looked up what it was about and I was like okay I'm really glad I did. Because now that I've watched it, I was like, this movie was incredible. Absolutely. Fucking good. It's at the top of my list. It it just and uh it was we should say that it was directed by Darren Aronofsky. And if any of you have seen Black Swan, this guy is all about the mind fuck horror. Like <laughs> he he is he 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 just it's psychological horror is his thing. Because Black that. Swan was was very Again, Winona Ryder, shout out. Um, like, that movie fucks with your head in, that be- in the amazing. best way. It's incredible. But this movie, this movie does too. But again, like we said, if you go, if you don't know about it, you would be like Casper going into it thinking this is like some really fucked up culty movie. Like you would think it's this married poet. And he just has these crazed fans that are just, like, totally obsessed with him. And, guys, I'm one of those people that do look into deeper meanings. Like, right. I really try to find... I'm like, I couldn't even find a deeper meaning. What the hell is going on here? Well, and actually, now that i pulled up some stuff, I'm actually, like, digging even deeper mm-hmm. into stuff that the movie... So, when we say that it's an allegory, basically... Brush up on your Bible. the Bible. Um, <laughs> the movie... Uh, Javier Bardem... And Jennifer Lawrence are uh, basically God and Mother Earth. And their home is just beautiful and surrounded by these lush, beautiful trees and grass and blue sky. So that's paradise. They refer to it as paradise. Obviously, it's the Garden of Eden. So there is this piece of glass that he keeps. It almost looks like a diamond in his study. And uh, this man shows up out of nowhere, and the guy thinks it's a bed and breakfast. Well, come to find out, he's a fan that's dying. So God, him, uh, is actually a poet in the movie, but is basically God. He's writing, he's actually writing the Bible. He's in the process of writing a book, but it's like, well, it's the Bible. So this man that comes to visit, which is uh, played by, I always screw up this guy's name, Ed Harris. He, uh, I'm like, very basic name. Um, he, uh, and this, he's been in everything. There's a scene where uh, him, 
God and I mean I, I'll just refer to them to what it they makes are, it because they have no, it makes it a lot easier to understand because they actually don't have names in no. the movie. So basically, God and man uh, get drunk together and they're sharing stories. And Mother Earth walks in and sees man throwing up, sick, and he has a wound in his side. This is when I immediately picked up that this was Adam. So if you know anything about Adam and Eve, Adam removed his rib to make Eve. So that would explain the wound in his side and why he's sick. Because the next morning he wakes up as if nothing's wrong. He's feeling great. And guess who shows up to the doorstep? Man's wife, Adam Eve, played by the still very gorgeous Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, So they explain to God that they are fans of him and that man is dying. Adam is dying. And um, just certain things start rubbing Mother Earth the wrong way. Like everything. Eve, Eve becomes very intrusive about their sex life. Why don't they have kids? She's destroying their house, like leaving a mess everywhere. She and Mother Earth is doing I think their Eve is an alcoholic and, as well. Yeah, full on alcohol. <laughs> um, so they keep wanting to go up to man's, God's study. And uh, Adam and Eve go up there. And they destroy this diamond that I mentioned, excuse me, that he has on this bookshelf. And as you know, if you know the story of the Garden of Eden, that that is the forbidden forbidden fruit fruit because it breaks. So God tells them not to go near it. They go near it. He casts them out, tells them they should leave. Well, Mother Earth, Jennifer Lawrence, actually tells them that they need to leave. God says leave his study, but basically banishing them from the Garden of Eden. She just wants them to leave altogether. So he boards up his study and uh, Adam and Eve's, their sons show up. So as we know, this is Cain and Abel. And uh, Abel is very upset, or Cain rather, is very upset about this will he said he's being left out of the family and if you know anything about the parable and the bible that that is exactly how Cain felt so well in bible big, times bible everything times, always went to the firstborn right exactly and abel was the firstborn so that's the premise as to why he because if you don't if you don't know in bible times that's how it happened yes, everything went, went to, to the, the first there was no there were no wills there were no things like that where it was like distributed amongst the kids. No, everything immediately went to the firstborn, and well, Cain and was not still, having that. It's still that's so. If you this was still very Old Testament. So if you follow from Genesis, that was so. That's actually more Jewish law. Mm-hmm. That's just that's old. That was Old Testament Jewish law. Everything went to the firstborn son because that is the one that carries on the legacy of the family. So. The way they play it out in the movie is that everything in the will is being given to Abel and Cain is feeling left out. So this big fight happens in the middle of the house while God is still freaking out and boarding up his study and mother was like, all of you need to get out of here. This big fight happens and Cain kills Abel, as we know, (laughs) as that happens in the Bible. And uh, they rushed him. God leaves her there by herself. With Adam and Eve, uh, Abel obviously doesn't make it, but they take him to the hospital. Cain leaves. He comes back later on, scares Mother Earth half to death because she's there by herself. Um, 
they come back and have a funeral there for him. And God is still like, he's like, well, I told him all their family could come. So like all these people just start showing up and she's like, they're, they're making a mess everywhere. Like they just keep tramp, tramp, trampling throughout the house and breaking things. And, uh, Eve is treating her like dog shit and basically telling her like, why don't you put on something appropriate? Like you're not, you know, like you're not helping at all. You don't understand. You don't even have children. Like, you know, just basically a lot of it boils down to we treat earth like garbage. <laughs> we pollute the earth. All you dumbasses that don't believe in global warming, like the earth will eventually destroy itself and destroy us on it. It's what, what it gets down to. So, um, like, I because, mean, like that's, the entire that's what movie, it is. She's just trying to get everybody out. Like she just wants, <laughs> she's like, get out. <laughs> well, she just wants, she, and she keeps saying like, God created the earth, but it's like, you love these people more than you love me. And they're destroying me. And you keep saying we need to forgive them. I mean, it's God. God's ultimate. He's the creator. He's the creator. He forgives. So, um, as more of these people start to show up out of nowhere, mother, mother earth starts to, she, she's in a lot of pain. She's, telling him these people need to leave. Well, finally they leave and uh, they end up getting into a big fight. And after that fight, basically revenge sex happens because she's like, you won't even fuck me. Well, then he does. She literally said, you can't uh, even fuck me. And he's like, bitch, I will show you. And he did. Um, And then the very next morning she says, I'm pregnant. She felt that she was pregnant. And he starts to just have this wave of inspiration. inspiration come up on him. And he starts writing and writing and writing. And he's saying that, you know, from the stories he was hearing from the people the night before, and then also overjoyous, overjoyous of having a baby. Well, uh, he finishes the story. She reads it. She starts crying. She says, it's beautiful. Well, his publicist calls I'm pretty sure, too, and, just to point out, I think the book that he wrote was Revelation. Because the the scene that they show while she's reading it is everything is, they're literally standing in this world that's completely destroyed and then everything's remade. And if you know anything about Revelation, um, at the in the book of Revelation, God destroys the world and creates a new one. So it's it's, I'm pretty sure it was Revelation that he wrote. And it would make sense, too, for her to be happy about that, because if he destroyed it and made a new one. Oh, yeah. Then that would totally, so, then that would make <clears> sense. That would totally make sense. Yeah. Anyway, go on. His publicist calls. So he told his publicist about the story. Um, you know, she's, of course, just ecstatic about it. Uh, it. It becomes popular with a bunch of his fans, and then all of a sudden just... A ton of people just start showing up at the house. A ton is putting it nicely. <laughs> like, they're just everywhere. Like, they're just, there's, I mean, they're just, and they're totally disrespectful. They're just incredibly disrespectful of, of their house. Like, there's, they're destroying everything. They keep sitting on the sink. They just, <clears throat> well, and then before you know it, it's like, it, it just, it starts to, and then there's certain things 
there's still more biblical allegories that start to play. Like when she's actually home alone, the plague, there are the plagues. If you know the story about Moses and the Israelites, uh, the plagues that happen in Egypt, the flies, the, the locusts, f- the frogs, the, the blood, the blood, the river of blood, the, mm-hmm. the darkness. darkness, firstborn son. That all like- happened when <clears throat> they left to take Cain to the hospital. Um, I'm sorry, Abel. My bad. When they took Abel to the hospital, um, she was home by herself, and actually those plagues were like, it wasn't the actual plagues, but it was like referencing. Right. It was it was just referencing them. Right. Um, it should also be noted that his publicist is known as Harold. So. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, I just found that on Wikipedia. So, um... Again, your Bible history, King Harold. Um, <laughs> like, oh God, no, not Christmas music. Um, and then, because you know they breathe like that for some reason. They're like, and you're like, can you not it's breathe? Like, oh gosh, really? You just barely humming. Is that necessary? Calm down, God. Charlie Brown. Anyway, so a full-on war basically starts to happen. Um, And at one point, somebody grabs mother, and uh, I hear someone say, call them Archangel. And I was like, okay, well, then that's Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, you just, you know, like, she calls the police, the police show up, then it's like a SWAT team shows up. And then there's people getting killed, like bombs going off, gunfire, like All this everywhere. All while she's extremely pregnant. Very pregnant. Very like pregnant. ready to give birth pregnant. <laughs> um, there's this other guy that shows up that's known as a, he's, his character is known as the Zealot. Y'all brush up on your Bible. Which is played by <laughs> the incomparable Stephen McCaddy. This man is an incredible character actor. You need to look him up on IMDb. He has literally been in everything. I just watched him in Orphan Black. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about it right now. Well, we don't um, want to talk about Orphan so Black right now. <laughs> so he shows up and um, there's uh, pages are burned. He takes the ashes. He puts them on everybody's forehead. So if any of you know Ash... Wednesday, the burning of the palms and the start of Lent and all that stuff as this whole war is going on. Um, she, God is able to get her away into a room for her to have birth. It's the original room. It's a study. He's able to break away the, the boards, the boards and, and get, get her, her in, her in study. the study. Um, she gives birth to a boy, of course. Um, Jesus. So this would be Jesus, uh, as we know. Um, he opens the door and there are gifts. And they, they bear gifts. <laughs> I've brought you gold and frankincense. And myrrh. Murder. <gasps> Judas. <laughs> My favorite vine ever. <laughs> what can I just say? I think I've watched it like 37 times. Oh, we've watched it more than 37 times. Oh my times. God. It as is much as incredible. we quote it. It is incredible. It's my favorite part ever. Murder. And I don't know why because it's so stupid, but that's 
gotta be why I love it so much. But it's so great because they it's wordplay. It's wordplay. That's why we love it so word much. Wordplay is incredible. Road work ahead. I sure hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, they they bring him geefs. He gets yes. geefs. Yeah, so we, so as At that we know, point, you know it's Jesus. You know that's Jesus. You know that's the baby Jesus. Um, and of course, you know Jesus is God's only son, too, so it makes sense. God keeps, they're like, they just want to see him. And she's like, no, tell them to go away. If you, They'll listen to you. And she's like, he keeps saying they just want to see him. And then that's when she realizes, okay, I am keeping this baby. Like, if I... If, if I give this baby to him, he's going to take the baby out to those crazy ass people and something's going to happen. So like days are going by and she's not sleeping and he's just staring at her like waiting. And she's like, nope, absolutely not. Not going to happen. Well, she slips, nods off. He grabs the baby. And before she can even make it out the door, he's carrying the baby into these crowd of people. He loses the baby into the crowd. She's screaming, running after the baby. And then this scene is very disturbing. They break the baby's neck. They kill the baby. Well, as we know, Jesus did die for our sins, did he not? And then uh, the baby's body is placed on an altar. And they start to consume his flesh and his blood. This is my body. This is my blood. The body and the blood of Christ. Yep. Lord's Supper. So, uh, sure, that probably pissed a lot of people off, but again, well, I mean, it actually, is, the, it's allegorical. Me as a, and me as a Baptist, happened. I t- partook of the Lord's Supper. It just it wasn't it. in the same concept, I guess. I mean, I've I've been to um, my dad was raised Church of Christ, so that is done in Church of Christ Church. Um, I've been to Baptist churches. It's done. I've been to Lutheran or Methodist churches. It's done. I've been to Catholic churches. It's done. Um, actually, really funny story because my papa was the deacon of the Church of Christ in Indiana where my dad grew up. And it was it wasn't wine. It was grape juice. That's what and we had. Like he would all. But so grandpa would like grandpa would keep the grape juice in the fridge. And there was like nothing else to drink so I would always drink the bleach <laughs> this is how I knew as a kid I was going to hell because I was drinking the holy sacrament and I didn't care that it was the holy sacrament I didn't want water I wanted grape juice so <laughs> well God did turn, my Jesus grandpa, did turn the water into wine my grandpa so. was so mad at me that is so funny. He's so mad at me. So you're like, yeah. how was I supposed to know this was Jesus's blood? I didn't know it was for Jesus, like, <laughs> <laughs> or from Jesus. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was for church. If I would have known it was from Jesus, I probably would have drank more. Um, I <laughs> need to get some of that Jesus in. Need some more of that Jesus. Just a little. You more. need Jesus. <laughs> this is a, turning into a vine. I know, right? <laughs> Too many vine references. Um, so she obviously freaks the fuck out because they just killed her baby and he's done nothing. God's done nothing about it. But ultimately that's what God, God gave his only begotten son. I mean, like, like Casper's been saying this whole time, guys, like read your Bible, get caught up Rush on, up your, on Bible. your Bible, get caught up on it. Even we sometimes had to pause it. And I was like, now wait. Yeah. We had what? to look up some, I was like, Oh no. I was like, it's been a bit dust off the old, 
Bible. <laughs> it's rather dusty. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've cracked this thing open. Um, she starts stabbing people, attacking people. They throw her to the ground and beat the shit out of her. Um, God finally comes in and intervenes and pulls everybody away. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you letting them do this to me? And he tells her as God would, we need to learn to forgive them. Even Jesus said that on the cross, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Exactly. So she's not having it. Like she's, (laughs) she's done. She's like, how? (laughs) She's absolutely done at that point. Um, and so they still, they still aren't leave Cause when, so when does it come into play that she finds the lighter? It's not long after that, right? That she's trying to get up off the ground. And she's, she gets, she gets up, she gets mad. She gets up off the ground, finds the, basically finds the original lighter from Adam. Cause he smoked. Um, and she's like, we don't smoke. And that motherfucking bitch was smoking in their house. Anyway, listen, common courtesy. Don't smoke in somebody's house if they don't smoke. Or if they don't want to do. Yeah. He just lit a cigarette in their house. Ask, need to ask first. And then if they say no, then don't just smoke in somebody's She's like, we don't house. smoke. And he's like, oh, that's, uh, what did he say? He said, oh, um, that's fine. Or something. And she's like looking at him like, bitch, I'm in it. the house. <laughs> so he like, finds, I have to actually which is actually it. really funny because it's Adam and Eve who started all of this bullshit. Yep. She finds his lighter, goes downstairs to where she found the canisters of oil, breaks one open, lights it on fire, and blows up the house. She's like, fuck y'all, y'all bitches. And then God, her heart is still there. And he takes her heart. And... It's basically from the beginning of the movie again. It's that diamond, that forbidden fruit, and paradise is restored, and he starts over again. There's another Mother Earth, baby. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How great is that? So apparently, when I say baby, I sound like Jennifer Lawrence. I didn't know that. Like we're watching the movie. My husband's in the back bedroom. She says baby on the TV, and he goes huh, and I'm like. That wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> that was Jen on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny, though. Oh, it was hilarious. That was hilarious. Because I was like, apparently, we sound alike just for that one word. That one word. That's it. So that was Mother, guys. Um, and again, like we said, if you have not seen it, please watch it now knowing what we've told you because... And brush up on your Bible. Yeah. (laughs) It will make you appreciate the movie a lot. A lot. And being... I know a lot of people weren't actually raised... I was raised for years in the Bible. So I actually... There's still stories that... Because she was talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's when Lot was... um, Lot and his family were spared, but his wife turned around and then she turned into a pillar of salt. And then I was like, whoa, I remembered that. <laughs> like, the story, because that's why when they said Archangel, because wasn't it Michael? Because the whole story with Sodom and Gomorrah is the two angels, and I think it might have been Michael and Gabriel, go into the city and then they meet a group of drunken men that try to rape them. And then God decides to smite the city. And the angels, you know, the fire and brimstone mm-hmm. rain down. They destroyed the city except for Lot and his family run away. And then Lot's wife looks back, turns into the pillar of salt. And then Lot ends up 
out in a cave with his daughters, who he has sex with to repopulate the earth. Yeah, that's in the Bible, folks. Brush up on your Bible. Incest is in the Bible. Well, it had and to, I don't want to hear none of y'all like, well, that was Old Testament. No, I want to hear it. Well, it had to be in the beginning because <laughs> there was nobody else. But <laughs> that's why people are like, well, incest is in the Bible. And I'm like, well, when it had to be done. <laughs> like, But no, I just. When I it just was Adam and how, Eve and it was like nobody else. Like, <laughs> I just love how a lot of these big Bible thumping hypocrites are like, well, gay is bad. Gay is bad. Yeah, but there's incest in the Bible. My favorite argument. It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> Guess what? Lot shouldn't have fucked his daughters. That's in the goddamn Bible, too, you fuckheads. <laughs> I come right back at that with them. I'm like, but there's incest in there. They're like, but that's the Old Testament. I don't care. Okay, well, then guess what? A lot of stuff in the Old Testament doesn't apply now, does it? Guess that doesn't matter. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> let's not get on a Bible rant. <laughs> like we're not going to it was bound to happen because it, it's so biblical. But. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's, it's very And don't not biblical. watch it because of that reason. The movie itself is so good and just so, <coughs> it's literally like watching a fucked up version of the Bible. And I genuinely love that because I was, like I said, I was raised in the Bible. So it was neat seeing it played out in such a way like that. Oh, it was incredible. I did too. I think anybody, I think whether you're religious or not, it's just an incredible movie and these are stories that it points certain things out but puts them into a perspective that makes it more modern and it like we said it really speaks to the fact that we really need to start paying more attention to the fact that this is the one earth that we have and this earth has had cataclysmic events happen in the past before there were whole species i mean the dinosaurs were wiped out there were whole species wiped out and we're going through a lot of cataclysmic changes now and one day you know the the world could just taylor swift shake us the fuck off y'all and we're just out and we're done and it'll just start this cycle all the fuck over again. So, like, I don't know what to tell you. Taylor Swift, <laughs> shake us all the fuck off. <laughs> hate us, gonna hate. God could love Taylor Swift. Y'all don't know. <laughs> Listen, I don't like Taylor Swift. I don't give a fuck what happens to Taylor Swift. God could be rocking some Taylor Swift. Y'all don't know. <laughs> Shake it off, shake it off. <laughs> it's catchy. I mean, that song is catchy. It's catchy. I'll give her that. Her album Red was actually really good. Anyway. I'm like, no. I, I did not mean to take a Taylor Swift segue. We swifted. <laughs> we, we, no, I'm sorry. That's and shifted. that's how you we did it. <laughs> we went into that other subject very swiftly. We swifted. That's shifted, you dumbass. <laughs> Then that's not how you pivot. <laughs> you said you swifted. Actually, if you swifted, that means you dusted. Usually with a swiffer. <laughs> that is not an ad, by the way. We are not getting paid by Swifted. Quaker Picker Upper. Actually, that's Downey. Anyway. We're not getting paid by them either. What is happening? 
Oh my god. Oh my, we swear to god we're not drunk. We swear. <laughs> Go from mother to Taylor Swift. <laughs> Into. To Swifters to Delhi. Last house at the end of the street. <laughs> Clean your house. <laughs> With Downey and Swiffer. <laughs> it's the cheapest ways. It's the great way to go. <laughs> They're the quicker pick rappers. <laughs> I'm dead. Can we carry on? Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really hope you guys are enjoying this as much as we are. Uh, I, my wish is that when we do these, that as much as we're laughing, there's like people sitting in cubicles at their miserable, jo- miserable jobs. I've been there. I feel for you. There's people like feel for me. sitting in rush hour traffic, like dying, and they're like listening to this, and it's like, you just brought me that one little ray of happiness. Just like... <laughs> Quilted, quicker, picker, upper, <laughs> Because, guys, I have podcasts that do that for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, so this is like a dream to to do this. So we, if, well, this is a big, big, big dream for me. And we're talking about horror and Jennifer Lawrence. Like, these are my Lawrence. two loves. <laughs> if anyone ever knows me, like, mix the two together. And I'm like, when I first heard she was going to be a horror movie, I was like, <gasps> like really? I was like, my entire body froze. I was like, Jennifer Lawrence is gonna be in my favorite genre. She plays. I need every her, genre very. I well. need her in a horror movie like a slasher film, though. I feel like that would be like a final girl in the slasher film. This is kind of what can she I, was, but I was gonna say, can I slightly disagree though that I I like her in more psychological horror. Whoa, yeah. But more, yes, as the final girl, go- as the final girl, Goyle, <laughs> Jesus, as the final girl. No, she played mother. Judas. Um, no, she played mother. Yeah, she Jesus. Um, she had Jesus. Uh, that is true. Um, she, I want to see her in that same role, but less slasher, more like fuck with your head. No, I agree. Because I, I think see her she both. could do that. I want to see her both because I would love to see her let loose on a movie. I think she could play something where, like, you think she's the good guy the whole time, and at the end she like twists it and she ends up being the bad guy. I would like love to see I Jennifer think, as a villain. Like she could do that. Like play play her. you the whole movie, the whole like hour and forty five minutes, and then like literally those like last seven minutes, you're like the fuck, and she ends up being the being technically the, that's actually the plot of Serena. But that movie was boring. Really? Damn. I'm like, did I give it away? <laughs> that movie was boring, though. I mean, honestly, she is a villain in Serena, which oh, I was okay. excited yeah, yeah, about. But true. I was like, this movie is so boring. That's true. That's true. Um, let, well, speaking of twist, because I felt like this movie had an amazing twist. Yes. And then that was very under underappreciated. Yes. Um, who? Okay, so we who? probably should know this. Who? Or what's your question? Last I didn't mean to house say who. at... No, the house at the end of the street. House at the end of the street. Um, not who, last house on the left. I no, love people. Not that one. Heck no. Um, who directed this movie? I forget his name. It's D- it starts with a D, I think. I'm going to say excuse me. But I forget his name. It wasn't a familiar name to me. I just, I was unsure if this was more of like an independent movie or, I mean, because I feel like. I think it, it was had... more of an independent movie. It's kind of how it came off, anyway. Okay, so it was actually directed by a man, and I apologize if I butcher his last name. It was uh, 
Mark Tonderai or Tondere. It's T-O-N-D-E-R-A-I. Um, he, I knew there was a D. He's from London, and he directed a British crime drama, um, but I'm not seeing really any other well-known films except for House at the End of the Street. Um, mostly TV. He He's worked with the, on the show Gotham, uh, Lucifer, Doctor Who, um, and the uh, television version of the 12 Monkeys movie. Oh, okay. So um, mostly TV. He really has not done a lot of films. Really, the biggest film he was known for was House of the End of the Street, and that came out in 2012. Um, not only is Jennifer Lawrence in it... Uh, that movie came out the same year Hunger Games came out. Huh. Wow, that's crazy. It sure did, didn't it? I'm pretty sure it did. Because I remember... You know the sad part is, I think the reason I remember that is because... Um, yeah, because she yeah, got... Yeah, 2012. <clears throat> she because got what X-Men. they did was, they did three, 23, 12. It was Peta, Katniss, and Gale. 23, because there were 24, 23 people die. In the Hunger Games, and only one comes out, and there were 12 districts. That's why they did that. Gotcha. Okay. Because in 2011, like, yeah, 2011, she was first cast in X-Men, and then 2012, she did Last House, or House at the End of the Street. But House and, at the End of the Street was and filmed Hunger Games. way before, I think. Way it was probably Hunger way Games. before yeah. that, and then just released in 2012. Yeah, I think that's um, how they did that. <clears throat> but Elizabeth Shue was in it, um, and... I will let you pronounce his last name because I'm going to... Max Terriot. Max Terriot. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, pretty well-known cast. I know, I always want to say it like that. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know that's not the way. I do not want to butcher your name. But, um, yeah, so pretty well-known cast. Um, Dylan. He is Dylan. Dylan. You're always- Base Motel. Poor Dylan. That's all you need to know. <laughs> You're always going to be Dylan. He's There's certain actors that are certain characters. He used to always be like the this. guy from the pacifier, and then I saw Bates Motel. You, yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> for me, it's Bates Motel. I'm just like, eh. you know what? But that was a great role. So, poor Dylan. Poor Dylan. Poor Dylan. Poor Dylan. Um, <laughs> good God, poor dude in this fucking movie. Like, I mean, really? Well, yeah, he's yeah. It wasn't his fault. Bit of a psycho, but we we know where that comes from. Fun fact, though, guys, this is the first time I ever roasted a Jennifer Lawrence movie. <laughs> We're like, we decided oh, we to just roast this movie. Core. Um, it was movie. a. It's a good movie, though. But we decided to. Excuse me. <laughs> Bless you. I was trying. <laughs> We did good. Well, not only did we roast this movie, we also, and I didn't realize this until midway through House House at the End of the Street, that... Just say hates. Hates. There you go. House at the The End end of of the the Street. street. Hates. House at the End of the Street. Um, Not only did we roast the movie, but... We watched two back-to-back Jennifer Lawrence movies that both had orphan black characters in them. I'm like, what is happening right now? Guys, like, she just finished Orphan Black. That's why Orphan Black keeps I did, coming I know, up I'm a lot sorry. lately. We're sorry it keeps coming up. Okay, so watch Orphan Black. You're welcome. That is all. Anyway, so Stephen McCaddy was in Mother, and then um, 
an actress by the name of Allie McDonald was in House at the End of the Street, and she played Trina in Orphan Black. So she had a crazy eye. And Stephen McCaddy played P.T. Westmoreland. If you guys have never seen Orphan Black, for real. <laughs> I'm hoping that there's some of you out there that are like, ah, like, come. Like I'm hoping there's some out there that like that, I was no. like who's in my clone club and I've got people like showing me like Sarah gifts and Kasima oh, gifts please. and Allison gifts. <laughs> please, and... any of you like I'm sorry this kind of segued way into Orphan Black a bit, but I she just, just finished, finished it, it. And I know that the last season ended two years ago, but I just watched it and. It is such an incredible show. That's all I. Have I got to her say. to watch it. I've never been guys. Because I don't shut up about it. I was a hardcore Walking Dead fan for about the first three and a half seasons, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then it fell off. I'm sorry for the ones of you that still held on, but I fell off. And this show, like, it's consistent. It stayed consistent the whole time. I mean, really, like, of course, Stranger Things, yeah, but. This is this was like a network television show and like I ABC America like yeah. I didn't find another like network show that like every season stayed there's five seasons and every season stayed incredibly consistent and kept you engaged like and I've never and it's a character base if any of you were like in the early beginning Walking Dead fans you know that the character base is what made that show so real to fans and this is what orphan black is like these characters like become a part of you and i've never felt that with any other show it's in, it's just I, it's, it's my like, favorite you guys now know my favorite show and my favorite movie and both we both have named them in this episode i was like my favorite show now is orphan black my favorite movie i will have to get back to you on that one <laughs> I have 10 more years on Casper and I've seen a lot of fucking movies. So I would have to really, when you see, when you see Silver Linings playbook, you'll be like, yeah, I get one. This, okay, is, yeah, this yeah, is her favorite movie. I got it. Ever. Like, I get it now. Shockingly, not a horror movie. I know. Right. It shocks and it's not a, most well, people. If I would probably say the one movie that I've seen the most is the Shawshank Redemption, which is crazy that we're going to Ohio Reformatory. But surprise, would I say that's my favorite movie ever? It's close because it's the one movie that I've seen probably more than any other movie. Now, if I was ranking it due to that, it would be The Dark Knight for me, but it's not. Yeah, that's a great movie too. That's a great it's movie. Incredible. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> again. That was the most left road. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I like totally went there. But um, anyway, just watch Orphan Black. Anyway, <laughs> just watch it. Actually, you know what, guys? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to post a poll and ask you guys if you want an episode on Orphan Black. It's Hell not horror. Yes. It's not horror, and I realize that. But this is a show that is so near and dear to us. And if you guys are out there and part of the Clone Club, because I, you guys react to my Orphan Black tweets the way you do, I'm going to post a poll. And if you guys want an episode on Orphan Black, we are going to fucking do an episode on Orphan Black. So to be quite honest with you guys, like a lot of this podcast we've said is it's horror, true crime, paranormal. Like we go into so many different branches with this that... In my opinion, like, I think Orphan Black could fit in there. It's sci-fi. It's it's total sci-fi. 
And as I've said many times, you guys know, like, as soon as we get our Patreon up and running, I'm going to do a whole series about conspiracy theories that tie in with horror and paranormal and stuff. And I'm telling you, if this if this show doesn't fit into that concept, I don't know what other show does. Like, it's got all the makings of that. Like, there's some pretty horrific shit on this show that's like, you could dive in deep to some sci-fi trippy conspiracy theory shit like big time big yeah time. we'll get we'll get your opinion we'll hell yeah i definitely we'll want to do uh, that we'll let you guys decide we would, if you i would love in black anybody that's any of our fans out there that love us enough and love that show enough we would if you guys vote on it i'm totally down great totally down of creating life, life itself <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to tag tatiana Maslani everywhere and Especially if she responds, I am going to vomit. Like <laughs> I will projectile. Um, if you guys didn't know, and you're big like fun Kira club fans, on Homeboy show. Um, there is an audio series coming out on Serial Box yes. um, in the next month that is her just talking about eight years later, and it's on it's an audio series basically, and it's it's, it's ten bucks, and it's well worth it it's if so you it are an it's not even black started yet fan. and i'm like buy it <laughs> yeah if you're an orphan black fan it's ten dollars to pre-order it and it's well worth every bit of it anyway going back oh my god i'm so good. sorry so we will put that poll out there for sure um <laughs> wow orphan that's that's how much we love orphan black <laughs> like we just had to just 15 minute segue like all into Orphan Black for a second. Like Jennifer Lawrence slash Orphan Black. <laughs> yes, it's literally what's happened. Orphan Black. Um, <laughs> so House at the End of the Street starts off with uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character Alyssa moving into a new neighborhood with her mom Elizabeth Shue. Uh, Fun fact Cassidy. anytime she sings in this movie it's not her singing. Yeah, which threw me off completely because it had been forever since I'd seen this movie and you can tell the differences in the voices between this and Hunger Games. Like, Hunger Games is her voice as Katniss when she's singing. This is not her voice. No. And you'll tell the difference. You'll know if you see it. Um, She moves in this new neighborhood and they move right next to a house where an entire family was massacred. And actually, it sort of starts off in that way in the beginning where you see a young girl murder her parents and run off into the woods and apparently there was a son that survived it because he wasn't in the house at the time and he's still alive. And then you find out later that he actually bought the house and has been living there alone. Um, well, he didn't buy it. It was inherited. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. Basically was inherited to him because his parents died. Uh, and the lo- there's a local cop that has basically been looking after him. And he's pretty much the only one in town that has anything to do with him. Um So as Alyssa is starting to get into going to school and uh, making new friends at her new school, there's this like prom king, preppy guy that he's a total fucking Chad. (laughs) And uh, he tries to make out with her at a party. She's not having it. She leaves. She can't get home or she can't get in touch with her mom. So Ryan, Max Terrence's character, (laughs) uh, shows up, picks her up. And takes her home. And uh, she feels sorry for him. She knows that his family was killed. She doesn't see anything wrong with them. Her mom, on the other hand, is totally skeptical. Uh, And her mom's a doctor, actually. And so she's at the hospital all the time. But mom is totally skeptical to what's going on. Like, she's not having it. Um, And then you start to learn pretty early on that Ryan isn't all he seems to be. 
And this sister that ran off in the woods that killed the family, he's got her locked, well, you, he's got her locked up in the basement. And you're like, what in the hell is happening right Picture now? some chicken soup. <laughs> and cookies. Four cookies and chicken noodle soup. I, first of all, I'm still trying to figure out the cookie situation. Which you and I, which you were kind of like, what is that? And then I'm thinking, you know, he's a 21 year old guy. Like he does not know how to cook at all. No, he doesn't. Soup and ramen about the closest you're probably going to get with a 20 year old guy. Like, I mean, I actually, if I'm sick, chicken noodle like, soup is the shit. Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like the greatest thing ever. So you... You feel sorry for him? Like, you think... You do, because you're thinking you're thinking he's taking care of his sister, right. who's clearly mentally ill. Right. And you're like, oh, this is kind of sad. Um, he, he ends up meeting up with Alyssa again, uh, because Alyssa's obviously got a thing for him. And uh, her mom, super worried, is like, well, I'm going to invite him over. And mom lays it down and basically says, I don't want you two alone together. I'm uncomfortable with it. She tries to make it out seeming like, you know, my daughter's in high school, you're in college, like whatever. And he leaves. She, she's, Alyssa's obviously pissed off. She's not having it. Um, They meet up later and she tricks her mom into thinking that she's home because she has all the calls forwarded from the house phone to her cell phone tricky shit I would have done teen trick right there exactly it's amazing um so I'm like good good on you so she ends up back at Ryan's house and they're like heavily making out which by the way guys I'm gonna be real with you for a second <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you for a second best scene <laughs> it you know, pretty much because I was like definitely he, for you for he her. came to Horror Hound a couple years ago and I wanted to meet him but I didn't get to go but I was like I would have been the asshole who would have walked up to him and would have been like you're amazing I love you is Dylan is Jennifer Lawrence a good kisser <laughs> like I just need to know I just need I just need this for my studies <laughs> for my for my studies like what okay thanks um. <laughs> No, for real though. She and Amy. If you want to know, just listen to Amy Adams talking about her kiss with her. It was um, it was enough. <laughs> it was enough. That is so funny. Yeah, it was really funny too because if you watch that interview, Amy's all about it. She's like, her lips were like velvet. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you need to stop talking. I'm like, okay, Amy. And then Jennifer's like, you. it was nice. And I'm like, I'm like I see you, Amy. Amy Adams is pretty hot. Amy Adams is hot. I was like, she was very it was hot. American Hustle too. Funny finding out they had a kissing scene in that movie, and I was I like, was oh so my god! I know you were definitely more excited than me, but I was pretty excited. I was like, is this on the? Because I couldn't, I hadn't seen the movie yet, and I was like looking through the internet. I was like, someone has to put put this on the internet. And I'm like, where is it? <laughs> Scrolling YouTube. <laughs> I'm like, where is this scene? I love it. <laughs> And then so it happened. this over and over. Uh, and me and over my best friend and Annie went to go see it, and when it happened, she grabbed my hand. She goes, "You okay?" And I'm like, "Rewind, please." Yeah. <laughs> Playback. If you could do that, thank you. So they're making out. She leaves for a second, hops in the bathroom, and Carrie Ann busts out of the basement, runs out of the house. Brian freaks out. Tells Alyssa, you got you got to go. You got to get out of here. She's like thinking, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? She heads home. Well, she thought she did something wrong. Right. He goes running after uh, Carrie Ann, his sister. And uh, she runs at a car. Like, there's a girl out there. 
There's a girl at the window. <laughs> that that was hilarious. Okay. And then uh, he's trying to keep her quiet, and in the midst of keeping her quiet, he breaks her neck and he kills her. No, not that um, time. The first time she escaped, he didn't kill her. Well, no, the first. I'm sorry, you're right. There, the that was the second time she escaped because there was a first time she escaped and she tried to get into Alyssa's oh, house. Oh, yeah, we skipped over that. And he right. grabbed her underneath the porch and that's took why. her back and locked her up. But when she got out the second time, when Alyssa was over there. Right. You're right. You're right. Thank you. (laughs) So you're cool. So he breaks her neck and you're like, oh shit. So he ends up at this diner. um, And there's this cute girl behind the counter kind of flirting with him. And uh, Alyssa's back with her friends from school. And she's at this battle of the bands thing she's practicing for. And like her, you know, she doesn't understand what's going on. Well, he does end up calling her and uh, she invites him to come and he shows up. Uh, and of course everybody in town is not happy about it because they think he's, you know, this psycho. Uh, and when, right. So he's talking to Alyssa and they run in and tell him that his car is getting destroyed. So this fucking Chad from the beginning is beating the shit out of his car and busts out the windows and then they start fighting him and they get him to the ground and they're punching him. Well, he trips up the Chad dude and fucking smashes and shatters his foot and his ankle. Like, shatters it. Done. And uh, he takes off and runs away. And uh, Alyssa jumps in his car and drives to his house. Um, her mom is freaked out because the kid ends up at the hospital, legs shattered. And she's like, did Ryan do this? Like, where are you? And she, again, lies to her mom. Mom calls the house and gets forward to her cell phone. She tells her mom she's at home. Uh, and she's not. She's at Ryan's. Because the dude's friends try, they throw uh, a blanket or something or a towel or something on fire through his window. And uh, she's putting the fire out. Um Ryan hasn't even gotten there yet. No, he hasn't gotten there. She runs to the kitchen to, like, kind of run some water on the on the drapes and that's when she finds the box of tampons in the trash and the contact lenses and she's like what she's like, what the, the fuck is going, going on? on so and then she hears a noise she goes down in the basement she thinks it's the dryer she ends up finding the the trap door on the floor listen if you find a trap door in somebody's house that you don't really know don't go down there like please don't do that <laughs> please don't do that like why like immediately i would be like okay i'm leaving i would be like <laughs> yeah put the rug back like oh smooth it out like and run and run the fuck but out. no is that what she does she's a girl in a horror movie of course not <laughs> she no no girls in horror movies don't do that no they don't that's not what happens she opens the door and she goes downstairs and she finds carrie ann and by that point here comes Ryan. This is actually the funny part. And I pointed this out to you. She opens the door. The girl basically attacks her. Ryan gets the girl off of her. But does she leave after she runs upstairs? No. She goes back to the kitchen. She doesn't run out of the house. Like That was a very odd situation. Dumping the garbage out because she looks at her arm and she there's a contact. there's a contact on it. She and it notices was blue. that there's blue contact, the blue contact lens box is in the trash and a girl's wallet. And when she looks at the ID, it's the waitress from the diner that Ryan was at. So that's when she puts two and two together and she's like, that is not Carrie Ann. 
No. And Ryan sees her and sees what she did and she goes, figures it out. Is this yours? Bitch. He's like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and that was really? just a conversation that like, happened. That just, okay, great. And she's like, okay, well, I gotta go. I'm just My gonna go. Call. And uh, he knocks the phone out of her hand, knocks her to the Slams ground, her slams, fucking head yeah. in the door. Hard as shit. Like, I think that hurt. <laughs> Probably. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, she ends up downstairs in the same room Carrie Ann is, tied to the chair. And then he tells her the real story as to what happened. Carrie Ann actually died. When they he were gives her this story swings. before about the first story he gives her is that Carrie Ann, they were swinging on swings and Carrie Ann fell off the swing and hit her head and ended up with a brain injury and the brain injury made her crazy, which is what made her kill their parents later on. Well, come to find out their parents were meth addicts. And when Carrie Ann was swinging on the swing, she actually fell off and died. And the guy that is now the cop was getting high with her parent with his parents and he helped cover the whole thing up and they never said anything because he ends up becoming you know because he's a fucking cop and the parents basically make ryan dress like carrie ann like that's his penance they blame him for killing her so he has to become carrie ann so as an so he killed his parents as carrie ann ran off and now has been kidnapping girls to live as Carrie Ann. So he doesn't have to be Carrie Ann. Exactly. So he has this whole thing where he's like, if I can't have both of you, then you can't be Carrie. Like, I want you. It was so fucked up. It was almost as like he wanted to make Alyssa Carrie Ann, but wanted to fuck her too. And I'm like, what, dude? Incest. You, I, I, don't, I don't understand what, okay. Um, like. So he, the cop shows up. Yes. Well, and he leaves the room. Does the mom... No, Not the cop yet. shows up the first cop... and then the mom. Because the mom's like... Oh my God, because that was so... This cop is terrible. <laughs> Fucking terrible. He shows up. Uh, Ryan ends up attacking him, gets him in the basement. I would just like to point out that I thing. thought bad boys. If you just turn off the audio... When he figures out that Alyssa's actually in the house and Ryan turns the lights off, turn the song on. And it's perfect. Oh my god, it sings it syncs up perfect because this this cop is terrible. <laughs> it's like, what you gonna do when they <laughs> He's like the most bumbling cop, and like to play that over top of that scene, it's just like it almost instantly turns it into a comedy. Like it breaks up that tension. Like any tension that was in the movie before, it totally breaks that tension up and it instantly turns it into a comedy. And you have to pause like, it every time Jennifer fuck? comes back on the screen because it doesn't match with her like, oh, stuff. Shit, so you have stop. to like pause it. And then go back. <laughs> pause and go back. So he ends up getting in the he ends up getting attacked, thrown into the basement, and Ryan stabs him and kills him. Like seven thousand times. A million times. And uh Alyssa ends up getting out. She is able to untie herself out of the chair. She runs up the steps. She can't get out of the room. Of course, it's locked. Because the room is actually locked. The basement room, not the, like, trap door room that she was in. Um, well, that's when Ryan, her mom shows up. Her mom actually shows up. Yeah. She not here. Yeah. He doesn't, she doesn't know at the time. Alyssa doesn't know at the time their mom's there. Uh, mom? Because when does he attack her? Does she... 
figure out that she's in there or well actually i'm sorry no he does her mom didn't show up yet because he had to get her in the car trunk first that's right he got her in the car trunk after she found the she found the cop's body and when she got out she tried to get out and couldn't because the door was locked. He attacked her. He attacked her. And threw her in the trunk And threw of the her car. in the trunk of the car. That's when her mom shows up. And she's trying and to get herself out of the And she breaks out of the window. Right. Which like, I'm a survivor. It's great. And then. <laughs> that lines up perfect. And then um, her mom hears her scream, mom. And then that's when he attacks her mom. Yep. And throws her mom. Stabs her. Throws her down the steps. Um. And she's in the she's in the basement room now, seeing her mom being thrown down the right. steps, and she's like, "Oh fuck!" Because he doesn't even know yet that she broke out of the no. trunk until he goes around the corner and, and then sees, sees that she, that broke, she did, that and she now he out. knows that she's in the right in the basement. He's like, "Oh fuck! What am I gonna do now?" Because she ends up getting the gun. She finds from the, the gun. Cop. She finds the gun because okay. it was thrown. She finds the gun from the cop. He turns does he turn the lights he turns the lights off okay okay and then she finds the flashlight from the cop and then of course the flashlight's not working it's as always and then as soon as she turns it on at one point he lunges at her and she shoots him like four times right and then of course you know every other horror movie she doesn't make sure he's dead she walks up to him and tries to get his keys from his pocket and, of course, he lunges at her, and here comes Mama Bear to the rescue, even after she's been stabbed, and knocks him in the head with a hammer. Just, right. like, in the fucking head. Right. Gets him completely knocked out. They get the keys. They get out. And then, poor cop was the only one that didn't. Yeah. Nope. He didn't make it. Didn't make it. I guess other Carrie Ann made it, didn't she? Penn State Carrie Ann? No. Remember, he killed her. Because she was in the... Her dead body was in the trunk when he put Alyssa in there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So we had two casualties. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nobody made it. <laughs> nobody made it except Alyssa and Mama. That was it. They were yeah. the only ones that made and it. And then they were like, we move in because we're not going to stick around here. Yeah, I'm like, Mom is a doctor. She got that money. It's like, I know we just moved in, but we moving the fuck back out. Like, that's it. That was a really nice house, though. I liked Oh, house. my God. Actually, both of those movies, we both commented we're on like, the fact that, like, these houses are gorgeous. <laughs> like... Step up from your hunger games. Like literally house. in the middle of nowhere and <laughs> it's amazing. Like so that was House at the End of the Street. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very Very simple movie, but it's actually pretty good. I you know what? A lot of horror movies. Oh, he that ends came up in a mental institution. Time, that's right. Yeah, he actually does not die. Sorry, we should preface that. He does not die. He ends up in a mental hospital and you see flashes at the end of him dressed as a little girl and his mother saying you're Carrie Ann and he's screaming at her no I'm Ryan and she smacks him across the face and so there is this slight like okay I get it like your mom fucks you up yeah this guy had a really fucked so up he can existence. kind of relate to Norman oh my god well you know what it all you know what it actually made me think of um was Insidious made me think about Insidious oh yeah the bride character yeah. ended up, or the woman in black bride character that ended up was actually a boy. His mom wanted him to be a girl and was making him dress up as a little girl and was abusing him. So, like, that instantaneously came into my head when I saw that scene when I first watched it. And I was like, oh, my God, it's just like, just like Insidious. Yep. That that same plot line Very same, there. Same yeah. Concept. So, all in all, though, for 
most horror movies that are pretty similar to this one, um, I'd say this was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I give it a 7. I, I thought it was... 7.5. You know, like I said, it was It's pretty, the twist that gets me. There it's, were parts of it that, of course, like we said, were pretty p- predictable. But uh, it really wasn't. I didn't think it was bad. I've seen far worse. <laughs> Watch The Chosen. Oh my god. Actually, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just You're don't actually, do that. Don't. don't do that. Watch The Chosen. I don't um, even think I've seen it. Is that the one on just, Netflix? Oh my god. Okay. I don't think it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. I rented it because it looked good and then I watched it. And it was, it, it, I think it's a 3.2 on IMDb. Oh no. And I didn't, I made the so mistake bad. of not looking up what the rating was. That is terrible. It deserved that rating. It actually deserves like a 2, but oh, whatever. Okay. Because I think that's the Slenderman. Slenderman was garbage. Thank but. you for that. I will take that advice now. Like, just don't watch it. Okay, good. The cover looks Done. cool, but God, the rest of it's just... It's oh my just God, like... how many movies have been so... So at some point, we should do an episode where it's like, you pick a movie where the cover looks great and watch it, and the movie ends up being absolute garbage. Half of Netflix. Because there's... Been... There you go. <laughs> Half of Netflix is horror. Netflix! <laughs> ah! <laughs> You have so many horror movies that are like, oh, this looks promising. No. And then there's that one that has a shitty ass looking. It looks awful. And then you watch it and you're like, like, this is great. Last Shift was one of them. Okay. To be completely honest with you, that cover looked awful. It looked like everything else where I was like, it's going to be stupid. Scared me. Actually. And that movie was amazing. That movie scared the shit out of me. Amazing. (laughs) That movie legitimately... And it's another one, if you listen to our Hereditary uh, Midsummer Ari Aster episode, that movie is also about payment. So where as Hereditary... Where actually, I payment, mentioned this to you after we did that episode. I think that's to- Toby. Right. I think Toby is payment from um, the Paranormal, Paranormal Activity, Activity series. Yeah, same symbolism, a boy. It makes a lot of sense. Yep. Because payment was an actual demon and again i love like the play on the names it's very similar to the way they did with valet because you see it p-a-y-m-o-n but then i've seen it spelled p-a-i-m-o-n in some of the movies but save our skins yeah last shift holy fuck (laughs) we should probably do an episode about that we'll do an episode on i movies never been so scared that movie scared me so yeah, we'll have we'll have an episode where. Oh definitely... my god, I I like legitimately and shout out to uh, Josh Michael. I got to meet the actor that played him, and that guy is incredible and so fucking nice. Yeah, like, he's really nice. He's so sweet. I mean, he couldn't be more incredibly sweet and down to earth and best hugs ever. But then you see this fucking movie, and you're like. Mm-hmm. You're so, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so what I need is I need Jennifer Lawrence to come to a convention. That's not San Diego Comic-Con. I can't fucking afford that. One shit. that we can afford, Jen, okay? <laughs> you live, you fucking are from Louisville. Come to Louisville Supercon or something like that. Like, bitch, I will be there. Like, seconds. Just something Midwest. Oh, there's a photo op? Bought. Two. <laughs> Oh, I need a ticket to meet you. VIP. How much is that? 600 bot. 
<laughs> it'd be, it would be more than I'm gonna need some more characters from Orphan Black to start showing up to conventions. Tatiana Maslany like... went to one in Washington. She went to a, a convention in Washington. Well, I feel like Maria Kennedy, Maria Duell Kennedy could come to ones because she was in um, Conjuring 2. Conjuring 2. S-S-S. And, uh, and she, I'm like, I can't talk about it. So I like her um, and Jordan Gavaris. My, my Donnie. Well, he's in Handmaid's he's in that, Tale. Well, and he's in that new movie, Truth or, or um, no, shit, no. That's not what it's called. Um, is it Ready or Not? Ready or Not. Ready or Not. I'm like, no, it is not Truth Ready or Dare. Ready or Not, see you back in the- I almost said Truth or Dare. I was like, no, no, <laughs> that, that was not. That was, that was not a good movie. And it was not Truth or Dare. Oh, was that, that was that not one? it. Oh, I'm a 30 oh minutes wow, late. you did good. I'm a 30 minutes late. Okay. I would, because I would, I would just... I, if I knew he was coming, I would make a shirt that said, I heart Donnie Hendricks. And I, I would wear it. have uh, and, vote Allison Hendricks. Oh, I would. Jesus Christ. Super sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel I, like. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't talk about Orphan Black. Talks about Orphan Black. It's it's impossible. Stop. If you've seen Orphan Black, it's so it's impossible not to talk about. <laughs> Guys, it's so incredible. I'm so sorry. I've segued so far off. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Like I said, I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that there are some serious, huge, diehard Orphan Black fans out there that are listening to this is like, but no, yes, we love you. Orphan Black episode, please. Love <laughs> Club Forever. Forever. It screams. So I have, I am, I am working on such an intricate tattoo right now for Orphan Black that like, it's, it's, it's going to be pretty incredible. I already have one. I'm actually really excited about it. She already has one. But I want to add to it. But I'm, mine is like, actually, it's, it's an add to a existing tattoo that I have that kind of doesn't really mean anything. And, but it's. Yeah, I'm just so excited. Well, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and add this too. Some of y'all might think I'm crazy, but I don't really give a shit. I have a tattoo on my arm. Um, it's the first tattoo I ever got, and it is a heartbeat <clears throat> with a heart drawn, and Jennifer Lawrence's initials are actually in the heartbeat because she saved my life. I actually have that on my arm. JSL. Someone actually thought I said PSL, so I'm totally fine with that too because <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. So I'm like. A little, not exactly, but <laughs> I should actually be the one with the pumpkin spice latte tattoo. Yeah, the more I, I think was like, actually, it. it's Jennifer Lawrence's initials, but sure, PSL. We'll go, with, we'll go with that because that honestly has saved my life every day. That saved my <laughs> life too. So you know what? I owe it to both of you. And it's really <laughs> like, funny. Like the tattoo you. artist that did it, he's like JSL, and I was like, because back then I was more not as open and I was embarrassed of stuff like that. <laughs> I told him it meant just sing loud. <laughs> <laughs> and um that's what I told him. And that wasn't the truth. <laughs> <laughs> because back then I was I was embarrassed about it. I didn't want him to know that I'm putting somebody's initials on my arm and now I'm like no it stands for Jennifer Schroeder Lawrence <laughs> like 
That's Jennifer Lawrence's official Right, because you'd have to go into this whole, like... Because I have to explain to you why, and then I have to, like, I don't want to get deep into the history of my fucking life, but she saved my life, end of story. Yeah, and I don't want to, like, a psycho stalker fan, because I kind of am, but I'm not, but I am. Guys, listen to me, it is so much healthier than it used to be. I can tell you that right now, because when I was younger and had nothing to do... You know, when I was, you know, and I, I literally didn't, I didn't have anything to do. I had a job, but I, I was more like obsessed is putting it nicely. Like <laughs> obsessed with her. I'm in love with her still, but it's to the point now where I didn't even know she was engaged. Somebody else told me she was engaged. So I'm like, great. I don't know these things about her life. That means I'm actually getting healthy. <laughs> She is now at the latter stages of her Jennifer Lawrence addiction. It will always, saying. it will, I will always be in love with her, though. She'll always be an addict. I'm just but now, <laughs> I'm at JLA, Jennifer Lawrence Anonymous. You're in the anonymous, you're coming to your anonymous meetings. Your past rehab. <laughs> you're over your addiction, your past rehab. Now you're just coming to your meetings. Well, now it's more like... <laughs> Back then, and your 12 I viewed steps her, and your own. <laughs> back then, you know, when you're younger, you view these people more as idols. Oh, God. Yeah. Now I view this person as, I just want to be your fucking friend. Like, yeah. I want to have a beer with you. I want to talk to you. You seem like the coolest fucking person on the planet. Um, so it is healthy. I, I would just like to want to hang out with Johnny Depp. Can I just say, I still want to, like. Can we hang out with both of them? That would be, like, the I'm coolest shit. Down. Like,. <laughs> Because they did an interview together one time, and it was fucking hilarious. I was like, that was the one where she was like, fuck Trump. Well, and I know they both smoke weed, so then that would like, I'd be like, hey, like, y'all need to hook this You go poop. (laughs) Oh my God, guys. Just look up the Jennifer Lawrence go poop story. So that, hands down. And I'm sure I have not seen as nearly as many interviews of Jennifer Lawrence as Casper has. But for the few that I have seen, that hands down is the most incredible, if not ever, just of anyone. But definitely the most incredible Jennifer Lawrence interview ever. It is amazing. Ever. It is amazing. I'm like, you are such an amazing person. Like, You're so normal. She got... Really high on stuff she did not under know was gonna fuck. She her said up it was that like bad. some Snoop Dogg shit. <laughs> like fucked her all and the way. And this woman, up. she was behind her, and she had <laughs> in the bathroom, and she's like accosting this poor woman at this award show because this like woman's telling her, telling like, her she- no, go ahead, and she's like, no, you go, just go poop. And they like security didn't know who she was, and they were like about ready to throw her out of this like. Very high class award show because they thought some insane stoned woman. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it was incredible. It she's was incredible. Insane. She's I love it so much. I was just like, she's normal. <laughs> I was like, you are so normal. <laughs> and I do love the fact that she's not letting Hollywood get to her. That's awesome. That's making me very That's very so happy. And then everyone was like, well, Jennifer Lawrence is the highest paid female actress. And I was like, yeah, because she fucking spoke up. And it's like, this is bullshit. Why aren't women getting paid what men are getting paid? You know, I wonder if that has something to do with, I think, 
when you've got like hometown roots. And I think something about being from like the Midwest and, and things are just, things are just different here. It's just more yeah. laid back, you know, the city, you know, we've, you've got a few cities sprawled out, but they're not as big as like New York or LA. And you've just got more of that, like hometown, small town feel. And that's why I think, well, and I mean, it makes sense. Her and Josh Hutcherson are, from the same he's from Union, Kentucky. Right. She's from Louisville. So basically from the Louisville. same neck basically from the same neck of the woods. And Her only uh, flaw. you can tell that right. You can tell <laughs> that uh you can tell that both in the two of them they're very professional as actors, but as people, they're very laid back. And I think a lot of that has to do with they're still very much in tune. You know, Jennifer's still very close to her family. She's still very active uh, in the community in Louisville. She comes to the children's hospitals every every year. year. Um, Donates money. She has a Jennifer Lawrence Foundation. Like, so I think keeping close to your roots and keeping close to what keeps you as a person is what matters, and and that shows. So for sure, she's an awesome person, guys. Which. I could actually sit here and talk about her for hours, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> I told her earlier today, I was like, that would be like a 12-hour podcast. And she's like, rude. And I'm like... I said, rudely attacked. And then I was like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know I'm right. <laughs> like, don't even go there. You right. Because <laughs> we can start at the beginning. I know this isn't even on her credited thing on IMDb. The first thing she ever did was a uh, My Sweet 16 Damn, commercial. Girl. That's the first thing she ever did. And then she played the uh, mascot on Monk. That was okay. the first thing she was You know what? I lied. I totally lied. The first thing I saw her in was not House at the End of the Street, because I just looked it up. Totally forgot that she was on the Billing Ball show. Yeah. That was the first thing I saw her in. You want to hear a funny story about that? That was the first thing I saw. Let me tell you a funny story about that, guys. I love Bill Engel. He's hilarious. Hilarious. My grandparents loved that show. I went to visit them one night. I had no idea. You told me this. What was happening. You told me this. So I'm sitting there, I'm talking to him, they're watching the show, and I hear this voice. Yes, I recognized her voice. She said something, and I was like, my grandmother was just talking to me, and I was like, hold on. And I turned, and I looked, and I was like, what is this show? And she's like, the Bill Ingvall show? And I was like, you don't understand. I was like, I love her. And she's like, well, who is that? And I was like, I could tell you, but you're not going to know. <laughs> yeah, like when I tell my dad actors and he's like, who? And I'm like, just never mind. I'm yeah. like, she wasn't a household name yet either. She wasn't Hunger Games. Um, Me freaking out over that movie with Tatiana Maslany on the cover of it. And my dad's like, who? And I'm like, dad, you don't understand. I I can't even. I, ne- never mind. Just never mind. Never mind. He's like, you can have that. That movie was terrible. I was like, thank you. When Tatiana Mazzani <laughs> randomly shows up on the vow and you're like. <laughs> you're like, why? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, every single orphan black character ever randomly. Oh, by the way, guys, I forgot to mention this. In Mother, Kristen Wiig plays his publisher. And I was like. Which is random as fuck because it was my first time ever seeing it. And I think you said it was only your second or third, third time seeing it. Third time seeing it. So I was not expecting that at all. I was like, random as fuck. <laughs> Kristen Wiig. Okay. Just out of nowhere. 
I love her though. Gets her head blown clean the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, she God. was okay. R.I.P. Kristen Wiig. <laughs> R.I.P. Kristen Wiig. R.I.P. The Herald. She plays the Herald. <laughs> she does. <gasps> oh my God. This has been the most drunken. Even though we're not even drunk. We're the not most even drunken drunk. to the left podcast. Oh to this the left. Is, you know what? This Take is, it back now. Yeah, I'm this sorry. is everything Jennifer Lawrence is. <laughs> this is this is literally everything Jennifer Lawrence as a person is. Just everywhere. The nuttiness, the craziness, everywhere. The everywhere, the segue to here, there, and yep. all Because she the does that. Place. Watch her interview. She's all over the place. All over the place. All over the place. I love it. This is We just made this episode everything she is as a person. <laughs> It almost seems like that's the way that it was supposed to be. It's the way it was supposed to be. It happened. That I way. would tag her in this, but she doesn't have social media, which is actually probably smart on smart her girl. end. <laughs> I <Yep>. relate. <laughs> I feel you. Sometimes you just don't want to. I feel you. All right. So a word from our sponsor. Calm your body down. That was really off key. There. That's there. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Right, I almost felt like we needed that little like what's the like a tuning fork or something like, to get the right <laughs> get the right pitch in there. Um, so there are going to be some new products coming, guys. Um, I'm really excited. Like since we're uh, since we're starting to get into fall, yes. Um, praise. End of praise this the month, there's going to be some all new fall scents coming out. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Uh, bath bombs and the body creams both. Um, and then we, I'll have them announced probably by next week. And then I should have everything on sale at the Etsy shop the end of the month. So we'll start all the fall stuff the end of the month, but the announcements should be coming next week. Um, there are probably some other big announcements kind of still in the play, but just wanted to keep you guys aware of everything keep checking the uh instagram page all the time updates are always there the etsy shop um and the coupon codes still work dfwto for the free shipping if you follow the podcast um and the crbd20 so you'll get 20 percent off everything and it's going to be the new items too that we introduce so thank you again we've got some new um followers too so i really really appreciate all the new follows thank you guys calm your body down got it yeah it wasn't off key that was, <laughs> that was good the first time <clears throat> all right guys so next week is our true crime episode yes whoa <clears throat> sorry <laughs> true crime episode i spongebob <laughs> that crap spongebob uh the menendez brothers <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be dark uh, <laughs> yeah we're really gonna have to kind of try to keep that one light Whew, yeah we'll do the best we can so there's uh there was an uh amazon prime documentary that came out last year it's five parts um where there's actually a jailhouse interview with um eric menendez he was the younger younger of the two brothers of lyle and uh eric and um it is very emotional we are really going to come from a different side on this um you know take it for however you want to take it but 
I'm one of these people that firmly believe that those two boys were abused and abused in a way that is just unspeakable. And it was by their own parents. And when we really dive deep into it, we just hope we kind of give you a different viewpoint. Um, because the media played a lot into that. You know, there this was one of the first high-profile cases you know, this is all in the early 90s in L.A. So, like, you had the Rodney King beating. You had the L.A. riots in 92. You had this trial. Then you had the O.J. Simpson trial. So there was a lot going on at that time. And it was one of the first times that the media really played a huge role in high-profile court cases. Like, we see it all the time. But, like, back then, court TV was just in its infancy where you were actually starting to see like crime dramas play out in real life where cameras were actually in courtrooms and this wasn't a movie. You were seeing like real trials happening in real time. So um, some of you may disagree with it. Some of you might agree with us. Um, that's the beauty of this because you can kind of form your own opinion, but we're definitely going to come from it from a different viewpoint. Um, I mean, we just talked about the Bible, <laughs> right? It's kind of agree or disagree. It doesn't right. really matter. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be, it's going to be one way or the other. The Bible is um, about the most touchy thing you can get on. Exactly. So. <laughs> that and politics. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was really excited to pick this one specifically because I just thought this story, uh, is just, I just don't think everybody got the got the true real story. Well, my mom and I watched, I believe it was a Dateline or 2020. I get confused. I apologize. Dateline or 2020 episode on them because me and my mom, we loved doing that stuff. And we both looked at each other and she's like, you know, I don't agree with killing, but I don't really blame them. And I'm like, me either. Yeah, I don't believe they're serial murderers. I don't believe that if they got out now that they would go on some killing spree. I no. think these were two very damaged boys who were abused in ways that I will get into it. But and if you feel like you have no I mean it's almost like battered woman syndrome. Um and actually they helped change laws in regards to that because that law actually really only mattered to battered women. If you were a child or or the other spouse and you were battered, you you had no rights at all. It wasn't looked at that way. Only women were. And you see, you know, you see a lot of that where women are abused and are in these horrible abusive marriages and they feel like they have no other way out than to kill their spouse because they feel like if I don't kill him, he's going to kill me. And then these women end up in prison and they're not dangerous women. They just felt like they had, this was the only way that they could get out of this situation. And I feel like the Menendez brothers felt like that was the only way that they could get out of their situation. It was very much a battered women's, a battered, whatever you want to call it, uh, scenario. Just you beat a dog enough times that dog's going to turn around and maul you. I mean... And this is what happened. So um, we'll keep it as light as we can, but it is going to be a really great episode. And then our last episode of the month, like I mentioned. We have a really big surprise for that one. We're going to the Ohio Reformatory, guys. Next weekend, we're going ghost hunting. I am so excited. (laughs) Like I said, I love The Shawshank Redemption. It is such an incredible movie. Um, If you guys aren't busy and you're in the area, 
this weekend they're actually having a big event in 20 prim- years, in, right? Yeah. And, prim- and, uh, it's supposed to, uh, commemorate the anniversary of the movie and they're going to have some actors. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be in a tour and everything. So yeah, if you guys are in the area in Ohio, uh, it would be great to check that out for sure. But otherwise they always have ghost hunts and stuff available online. You can, book uh for weekend tours and whatnot there this was our replacement for uh waverly, waverly since yeah. waverly place it happened got it <laughs> you did it <laughs> she's like ass like i knew it was gonna happen um waverly hills was sold out which we will we will go to waverly yeah hills we, next year. that is definitely gonna happen um but that place gets sold out quick but speaking of which it's in louisville right we're Where hoping Ohio Reformatory does get a lot of activity, though, and yeah. we're hoping to get just as much as we would at Waverly. Like, I have no doubt we'll get activity. Yeah, no there's going to be a lot of spirits there. Any place like that, you're going to have restless spirits. So I'm curious to see if I get any pictures to show you guys, too. I've the EVPs that we got from the Borden house, I've been trying to figure out a way to upload them. It's just, it's hard because they're so faint. And... If I if it's not like directly uploaded somehow, it's gonna sound awful and you're not gonna be able to hear anything. And they're literally the most faint. <laughs> um one of them's not as faint as the other one because one of them's literally a, a tongue click and you can you can pretty much hear that. And no, it's not fucking hereditary shit. Um but the other one is an is a whisper and it's very hard to pick up if it's not like directly in your ear. So right. I'm trying to figure out a way to do that, but sometimes audio files like that, and I'm sure if any if any of you are audio techs out there and wanna give us some sure. advice, that would be great. Email <laughs> I'm gonna give you the that. email because I'm, I'm gonna we're gonna do eighty four ninety three at gmail.com. We're gonna do EVP sessions at the Ohio State Reformatory. Yeah, so. we'll definitely plan on it. So um, I wanna get some orbs, I wanna get some EVPs, I wanna get I apparitions. Would, oh I my god, get, if we saw an apparition, I would die. <laughs> in person, seeing an apparition. I might pee and run. Just saying. Uh, the fuck is that? Just, <laughs> just saying. All right, guys, so social media. If you would like to follow us or subscribe, please subscribe because you will get notifications when new episodes come out every week. We are on Podbean, CastBox, Podcast Player, Podcast Addicts, and Spotify. Please give us a follow or subscribe. Also, email us at don't, nope, email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com, just like Becky said. If you're an audio tech and you know how to do that, please, by all means... (laughs) Mm-hmm. Let us know. We can um, use the help. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter handle DFWTO8811. Um, By the way, thank you to all of our new followers. We have actually hit 820 followers, which is really, really fucking awesome. So, um, I just, and I did, in response to that as well, I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, they're, one of my favorite podcasts out there, and I have mentioned it, is called uh, Mile Higher Podcast. And uh, they're on all platforms, but you can also watch their uh, video upload of their podcast every Wednesday on YouTube. Um, And they just recently did an episode last week where I had read in the comments that someone had mentioned a Salem Witch Trials episode. And I left in the comments um, that our podcast did a 
Salem Witch Trials episode. And that comment has gotten quite a number of likes on YouTube. And for those out there that did, thank you. I appreciate it so much. If you have listened to the episode and you have become a new subscriber and a new listener to us via that, we very, very, very much appreciate it because um, I am a big fan of that podcast and uh, we kind of do similar topics. So it was really great to reach out. And if we're gaining an audience from that too, thank you. Really awesome. appreciate that. That is really awesome. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bam. Happy birthday, Jean. Happy birthday. Go poop! <laughs>